CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's time for another Benny J bonus interview brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. Bonus time in the Ben Jarofsky show as I speak. It's Thursday, September 1st, 2022. September 1st. Good God. The year is just flying by. That's the sound of the year flying by. I'm going to read you a headline. It just broke. Let's give you a sense of what's going on in the world right now. We're not really going to be discussing this in any way, but this is what's happening in the world as I begin to do this interview with my distinguished guests. Folks, I find this uh, story sickening. Just the cynicism, the rank, callous cynicism coming out of MAGA. Every day it gets gets worse. Uh, Chicago becomes latest stop for migrants bust from Texas. So folks risk life and limb uh, to um, flee whatever poverty, crime, uh, political uh, repression, uh, economic injustice, social injustice, what have you, they're fleeing from uh, to come to the United States, which has always been this beacon uh, of hope for uh, refugees, uh, and immigrants throughout uh, the last 200 years or so. And uh, they slammed the door them in Texas, put them in buses, sent them to Chicago. Is it to go, you take them. We don't want them. Let's see how much you liberals can take them. It's like a despicable play by Gregory Abbott. He's the governor of Texas, MAGA man to the core. Uh, and I think it says, uh, so in today's Tribune that just broke, it says uh, roughly 75 migrants arrived in Texas, dropped off at Union Station, and Chicago took them to the uh, Salvation Army. You know what? It's so funny. I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to move on to my, this is me speaking, not my distinguished guest. I'm just going to say this. MAGA is fighting right now to make abortion illegal. I think in Texas it may be illegal by now, all right? Illegal across the board, rape, incest. A woman, even if her life's in danger, she's got to go to a judge to prove it. But once a child is born, I've never seen anybody so cold and heartless to actually like a living, walking around human being to shove them on a bus. Go to Chicago. Liberals don't like them. We'll show you Dems. Shame on you, MAGA. All right, enough about that. I'm now uh, going to introduce my distinguished guest, and uh, we have a topic of conversation. It has nothing to do with what I just said, but it was literally a story uh, that I saw breaking, and I just had a comment on it. I'll probably be talking about it in future shows coming up. So without further ado, distinguished guest, introduce yourself. My name is Manny Ramos. I'm a reporter with the uh, Chicago Sun-Times, and it's good to be back, Ben. Yes. It's good to have you back, young man. Uh, Manny was on about, I forget, about a year or so ago. A great story. Talked about his dad grandfather just urge everybody just go check the archives let's not redo history but it was a fantastic story ramos has been in chicago for quite a while uh this story i called you almost immediately when i saw it so let me do the introduction just a bit and then uh, you take it away manny uh i'll let you lead the way on this one but um 
So there have been these news stories emerging over the last couple months. I've lost track of time. A lot really heavily covered in the Sun-Times and the BEZ, et cetera, and so forth, about drag racing in the streets of Chicago. Uh, aldermen are very concerned about it. Residents are concerned about it. They want the city to crack down, uh, arrest the drag racers. It's been uh, heightening uh, with the passing days. And now I think yesterday there was a story in a bright one, the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, a little uh, shout-out to Tommy Shuba. Uh, that LaShawn Ford, state rep, is proposing uh, yet another law uh, to crack down on, on the drag racers, although I, I understand it's already illegal, so I'm not quite sure new laws will do, but um, uh, if you're not enforcing the laws uh, that exist. And Manny Ramos, actually, uh, well, I'll let you tell the story, Manny, but the first story I saw was in uh, August, Friday, August 26th, Spin City, Chicago street takeovers, they're secret, dangerous, and illegal. I'm reading the headline. But driver spectators say we're not bad people. Uh, shout out to Ashley Rezin, a Chicago Sun-Times ace photographer, apparently joined Manny on many a night uh, hanging out with the drag racers. Uh, and it reminded me of things that I used to do, as I told Manny back in the day, when I was a Manny, when I was a young man and did stuff like that, go out <laughs> in the street and hang out with drag racers. So, Manny, take it away. Just start at the top. How did you become aware of this? How long have you been following this? And, uh, yeah, take it away. Yeah, so, Ben, as you mentioned, you know, drag racing and, you know, the car scene is entrenched in Chicago culture for decades now. Um, I think if you grew up in Chicago or been in Chicago for a very long time, um, you know about these things. You know, you know how they come about. Um, but, you know, this whole summer, it's sort of been a – a real talking point um, for a lot of aldermen as some of these meets were getting out of control in the West Loop um, that really caught the ire of city council um, as they started, started implementing a lot of these, uh, you know, I won't call them draconian, but a, a lot of these new ordinances that would really crack down or, or designed to crack down on some of these uh, unsanctioned uh, street takeovers as, as, as everyone is beginning to, to, to call them now. Um, but, you know, we wanted to sort of like, I guess, embed ourselves within the culture itself, um, really try to speak with some of these uh, as what they call themselves spinners, uh, which are basically folks who just drive these V8 Hemis uh, and pretty much do donuts in, in the middle of intersections and talk with some of the spectators that go to these events and, and try to figure out, OK, how do these these takeovers happen? Um, what is the process like and, and what is usually the police response when this happens? We spent about a month at these races every Friday night, um, you know, sometimes on Saturday. Uh, Ashley and I, uh, Ashley caught the, the, the amazing, amazing portraits of, of these cars in action. Uh, you know, folks risking their lives, hanging outside of, of windows and doors, um, and as well as standing inside of what they call the pit as, uh, you know, this powerful muscle car just drifts around them in, in, in a circular motion. Um, and, you know, we, what we learned is, it's a really um, sophisticated, uh, you know, uh, form in how these street takeovers take place and the way they communicate. Um, and a lot of uh, social media is sort of driving this when we talk about uh, Snapchat and Instagram and even the encrypted uh, messaging app of Telegram, um, where they're able to sort of facilitate where these meets are happening and how they can get from one location to the next location um, and sort of have this cat and mouse chase uh, throughout the city uh, with uh, Chicago police who are often just simply, you know, not in, not equipped well enough to, to deal with these, uh, you know, drifters or, or spinners or drag racers, however you want to uh, classify them. 
Um, and, and we just did that. We, we spent some time, we got to know some of the drifters, we got to know some of the spectators, and we wrote a story that really told it from the vantage point of not only their side, but also um, the side of, you know, what's, what's happening on the city council end and, and what is being done to sort of stop this as it becomes more of a public nuisance uh, for residential areas and, and things of that sort. All right. Uh, so let's just uh, talk a little bit of how you were able. Now, Manny is much younger than I am. Uh, and as such, uh, he's probably a lot better with uh, computers and social media than I am. It doesn't take much. Uh, so how did you figure out how, like the whole thing is set up to keep police and outsiders from the culture, what have you, from knowing what they're up to. How did you, Manny, figure out how to pierce that and, and get to uh, the people themselves? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I guess, reveal any of our, our sources, but I think we, we were able to get an in, uh, which was just one person. And as soon as we got the in for the first location, we were able to sort of branch out and start meeting new people at these events and get invited into some of these, these chat rooms and get invited into some of these, you know, Instagram pages and, and Telegram, chat, uh, you know, uh, encrypted messaging places. I don't even know what to call Telegram. Um, but uh, basically, it was one source that sort of, you know, trickled down into many sources where we were able to be on top of when these takeovers were happening, the location they were happening. We would get there sometimes before even a lot of the other spectators were getting there. Um, so it was basically just your, your, your prototypical source building exercise where we went, we talked to folks, we got an in, we introduced ourselves, um, and we just did our best to also understand and, and, and understand the situation where we're dealing in where it is illegal um and you know we also didn't want to put folks in precarious positions by opening up to us and and, and so, so we also understood that aspect of the story too yeah it was a delicate thing and uh so uh, so talk a little bit about the people who are participating you know age roughly uh ethnicity background that kind of thing these are mostly young people so i'm talking high school students to your early 20s um, who just have this you know love for cars love for the aggression of these cars um just just the general nature of of the thrill of coming close to being severely harmed and um you know and, and just in terms of the demographic it's an extremely diverse crowd you have blacks latinos whites um you know, arab americans you have everyone under the sun who grew up on uh you know uh, car video games car movies but not only that a lot of these folks have had generational relationship with cars um you know their their brothers or their uncles or their cousins at one point uh were working on cars or took them to a similar you know drag racing event or car meetup in the scene uh that really got them involved in it and you know i would say most of the folks there have a connection one way or another to cars and uh, so you talked about the categories you've talked you talked about i wrote it this down drifters spinners drag racers uh explain the difference between each yeah so drag racers your sort of like typical thing that chicago always had where um you know they would they would drag race in a quarter mile you know on the chicago street usually in sort of like a back street uh you know where the rail yards were at or or anywhere else like that um, I remember one growing up, there was one on the west side off of Lake Street. I just don't remember the exact location of it. But um, it's basically a lot of those are they tend to be more tuners, more, you know, Honda Civics, more Japanese oriented vehicles. 
Um, and, uh, but also they, you know, you also have like the big muscle cars as well. So basically your typical, if you want to just think about it in sort of like a fast and a furious sense that that sort of scene in the first movie, that's what you usually have for drag racers. Um, and drifters are a combination, I would say of drag racers as well as, uh, you know, the spinners in a lot of way where they do sort of more of like, you know, drifting in a high speed where they can, you know, either bend a curve really nicely or quickly to sort of keep going, or they use them in, in forms of tricks, right? Where they're doing, um, you know, figure eight donuts in the middle of an intersection. Um, and then spinners are basically the same thing, but they, you know, exclusively are just spinning in circles or spinning wow. in figure eight motions uh, in the middle of the intersection. Uh, it's just sort of a nickname for like drifters, but um, exclusively for doing donuts, if that makes yeah. sense. That is insane. I just that that thought. I mean, I I get carsick so fast. Just the thought of intentionally going in a circle. You know, and and yeah. you know, this is going to be extremely um, unbiased on my end. I I will say, uh, you know, someone who myself had a lot of connections to the to to the scenes back in the day. Um, it is thrilling and it is exciting to sort of like to feel because you feel the the power of that engine revving and and. And 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 the tires and the wheels sort of like just burning as as it's doing it. I mean, it, it, it's a thrill. I'm way too old for it now. Um, I think in a lot of ways, uh, but I can definitely see why a lot of the younger people now are are infatuated with it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this guy is so young. For him to say I'm way too old for it, that is just like Man, I, got, I got kids. You know, I'm out here. Like I'm, I'm a you know I'm not I'm not a young kid no more. All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I don't buy that for one second. This guy who's old as my youngest daughter, okay? <laughs> my youngest daughter, not even my oldest. Uh, um, so yeah, no, I, the the drag, the, the car culture is something I've never connected with at all. Uh, so it's hard for me to like understand. Uh, I'm a sports fanatic, man. I may have told you that before we came on the show. Uh, when I was roughly between the ages of 10 and 18, I would watch absolutely any sport on TV with mainly two exceptions, car racing and golf. I just <laughs> like, I'd be watching, I'd roller derby, pro wrestling. I mean, not just football, baseball, basketball. If I love track, tennis, I love 10. I don't even play. I love to Serena, shout out. I, but I never got, I, I, <laughs> I just never understood going in the circle. Whoa, boy. This yeah. is, I never got. So help me out. Help me understand like the thrill of driving really fast. Go. So, um, you know, I, a lot of people don't know this, but I used to work at uh, an auto parts store during college is what helped put me through school. Um, so I, I was, I, I had a car that I was hoping to, <laughs> To, to do a lot of racing and everything like that. It never came to be just because I was just so busy with school and, and everything. But I think the thrill with, with cars is knowing that, number one, especially if, if you're like building on the car, working on the car, right? Like it's something that it's a product of your doing. It's a product of you putting in parts, purchasing parts to sort of upgrade it, make it faster, make it you know more nimble, whatever the case may be. Um, but it's also a matter of those who are, are controlling it. Um, you know, you know, I was talking to one of these drifters and um, I, I put them in the story. So I don't want to insert my my personal belief into it, but I'll stick with his where, you know, he talks about how he 
um, you know, for a brief moment, he feels sort of like in control of his destiny, right? Like he feels um, alive in a lot of ways. Um, and while that may speak a lot to the terms of like um, angst within the youth culture, right? Um, and, and it's counterculture in a lot of ways, the same way punk was back in the day. Um, I, I think uh, it, it, it just it just proves the point that, you know, um, there, there's a, an opportunity for dialogue that can really expand on, on what these needs are, um, given the fact that they're dangerous, people have died in the past, um, and, and really showcasing, you know, what these guys are doing too, I think. I, I don't know, it, it's, a, it's a touchy subject, it's a dangerous topic, it's an illegal topic, um, but why these people do it, um, you know, I, I just think it's a matter of just feeling in control of, of a moment in, in one, po one point in time. All right. Well, I'll buy that. And, uh, every, you know, to each his own, uh, different strokes, sure. folks, to, to quote yeah. the great sly young uh, stone. But I will say this, I, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I will, I will go here. And this is me speaking and not Manny. I, I just have to laugh at the leaders of the city of Chicago with their outrage over this while they are inviting NASCAR. Yeah. Chicago. We had a field day with this one for like a week on this show, uh, Manny. Uh, they're turning over uh, prime real estate. <laughs> Grant Park, the public park, will be off limits because it's going to become essentially the streets around it will become the site of a NASCAR race. Uh, and at the unveiling, Bubba Wallace was in town, one of the great NASCAR drivers. Uh, Lloyd Lightfoot was there. And they all bragged about how this is going to help some poor kid on the west or south side see this as an opportunity and they'll go, I can do this too. <laughs> I'm like, they are doing it. And you're <laughs> doing it. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, I heard that too. I they 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 mentioned the very same fact. And I think it's, you know, I, I don't think they the city has found a way to sort of monetize this situation. I, I know um, you know, when, when talking with these folks, a lot of them want to have a legal open pit for them to be doing these activities. You know, some of them have looked toward like the Damon silos as as a plot as a spot for this, possibly. Um, but the regulatory aspect and, and how to get something like that legal in Chicago, I, I just don't even know what the roadblock or the roadmap for that is even happening. Well, I, I presume it would be um, an issue of having to do liability and, yeah. uh, you know, defending the city from liability because uh, there could be a serious accident, someone could die or what have you. Or, and, and proper licensing. I imagine they're not just going to let any random person walk in there and start doing donuts, right? Like there has to be. Again, it's all regulatory, you know, issues that they need to try to jump through. Well, there's, I know, and I'll just, before I leave, leave, leave this, there's absolutely no way a kid on the west side or south side can look at NASCAR and then replicate what he or she sees with NASCAR legally. So the yeah. only way, you, if, you, if your goal really is to allow these children from the west side to meet their dreams of being a NASCAR rider, just like Bubba Wallace, Okay, if that's really your goal, city of Chicago, and maybe I personally don't believe that's the city's goals, but that's what they say to justify sure. over. Uh, then, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the only place they can really learn how to do the tricks of the trade are these illegal races uh, that you and Ashley have been uh, chronicling. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the reality. Um, and we should take a moment to really, um, you know, point out the work that Ashley did on this story. I mean, the the photos and the the visuals that that she produced are just completely outstanding. You know, it really, you know, more than what my words can do, it really puts you into the the, the spirit of what it's like and it shows you the danger 
but also shows you that thrill that I keep talking about um, for these events. Um, you know, and the video component, the the photos, uh, they complement everything. I, I don't think the story would have been what it what it is if it wasn't for for her work. Very good. I agree with you 100 percent on that. All right, major talent Ashley is. All right, uh, so let me go back in time to my uh, Manny years, my Ashley years when I too was young. Uh, and a shout out to my buddy, Jorge Casuso. And, uh, we did this story. We followed, we did what you did. We, we found the drag racers back then. It was like a cult of Toyotas. I'm not making this up. Man. Yeah. They love Toyotas, which by the way, I had a Toyota Celica. So I can kind of see that. Oh, love that car. That was my favorite car four on the floor. And, um, so, uh, but when, one thing I, when I was reading your accounts, I felt it was different. And then I would love you to comment when I'm done on this. So back in the day, Jorge and I would drive around at night and there was obviously, this was before the internet and social media and nobody was calling us. <laughs> oh, hey Ben, uh, we're going to be here. But we were like, go, we knew the general area. We would drive and look for it and we would find it. So like Fuller, Fullerton and Narragansett, you know, and uh, they were all like, go, go dragsters. And then when the cops came as invariably they would, everyone scattered. I don't recall anybody uh sticking around and then they would resettle somewhere else manny you know what i mean it's like i don't know how they communicated like because again there's no cell phones maybe everybody would go to a pay phone or something i really don't no idea how and then we would find where they were we'd go back and then the cops would come and they would scatter it seems based on your reporting that far from scattering when the police come uh the drivers confront the police. Am I accurate in that distinction between what I experienced and what you've experienced? Um, I think normally it's it's what you experienced and, and it's still current to today. So normally the police will come, flash their lights, everyone jumps into their car and runs off, drives around for a little bit, but then the new coordinates come in and they go to the next spot. That's usually what happens every weekend in Chicago. There's sort of this cat and mouse chase with Chicago police and uh and and these these spectators and and and, and drifters or spinners um this weekend though or, or the pat this past weekend um was a little different um in a lot of ways uh because it was what was advertised as chicago versus everybody so there was 14 states that came into chicago um to sort of uh you know perform these stunts in in these takeovers um, and, you know, with it, it brought a lot more people who weren't from Chicago. And, and not only that, it really just brought up the, I don't want to say testosterone, but brought up the, uh, how do I say this? Brought up the angst in a lot of ways and brought up the anger that a lot of these, these guys feel toward the police. And, um, they clashed with cops. They broke, broke windshields. They, you know, threw bottles and that's not typical for what usually happens. But in this case, uh, where they they were just simply outnumbering police officers that it, it just, it turned that route um, to a very ugly event um, throughout the weekend. And you actually witnessed this? Oh yeah, we were there on, on Friday night, Ashley and I, after the story published, the first one, Ashley and I uh, were on, I think it was 119th and Halsted. Um, and uh, it was, it's, they, they, they had the intersection um, um, blocked off. Uh, you had two buses uh, sort of just waiting. I, I want to say on 119th on the opposite ends of the street being cut off. It was like around just before midnight. And uh, police came and uh, one of the squad cars sort of like crept into uh, the intersection. 
you know, a, a little too aggressively, nearly, I guess, hitting somebody. I didn't see it, but that's what I was told. And then that responded with people jumping on the glass, throwing stuff at police officers. And it was a, it was a really big sort of like event. Um, you know, at one point, this, this charger goes flying down 119th as this cop is talking to this guy. And the cop literally has to sort of like bear hug him and pull him back before he gets hit by the car. So a very dangerous situation, um, very out of control um, this, this, this night was. And then it just simply, uh, again, happened the next night on Saturday. And it was supposed to go again on Sunday, but that event was canceled because of the police activity and how, how you know, wild the last two nights were before that. We had to leave on, on Saturday night. Uh, we kind of um, overstayed our welcome, um, I would say. Um, and uh, so, so we were, you know, we were, you know, not chased out, but we had to, we had to leave the situation. It got a little dicey for us, too. Talk, talk about that if you can. What do you mean you overstayed your welcome? Uh, you know, a lot of the guys, they knew, they, they got to know me uh, as well as Ashley. You know, she has her big camera. Um, so they knew who we were. They knew who we are anyways. Um, and, you know, there, there's a section of, of, of the group that um, didn't like our reporting. Um, they didn't, didn't, it's not that they didn't find it favorable. It's more so that they didn't want any attention on what everything is like and how they go about things. Um, so throughout the, the, the clashing of officers with, with, uh, with spectators and with drivers, uh, you know, we got some things tossed our way too. Man, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Everyone's a freaking <laughs> critic of the press. Mayor Lifeful won't yeah, you know, Tribune because she's mad at Gregory Pratt. Now you got drag racers <laughs> saying, well, maybe uh, your coverage is not accurate or fair to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, it was more so like, um, <laughs> And I, I thought I did a, a pretty balanced job in this story. I, I you know, I, I got some some pushback that I was too favorable, some pushback that I was not favorable enough and or not critical enough. Um, but I, I think I stand by my reporting that it was fairly uh, even in, in how I represented it. Um, but on that same token, you know, I, I feel like there was a, an 80-20 split on, on, on the guys there. Well, I, I think you did a good job. Uh, no, admittedly, I, I'm I'm old, not young, and uh, I am a podcaster, not a drag racer. Um, but I mean, listen, th this is this is the reality. Uh, you know, you're uh, working for a newspaper, the Chicago Sun Times. You're not working for like Rolling Stone back in 1971. You're not a counterculture reporter. You know, like right. half the people, more than half the people, read this and go, "I'm outraged. Something should be done." Yeah lock them up so you got to worry about those people they'll be calling your bosses and stuff like that on the other hand you got to be true uh to the spirit of the article which is talking about young right. people and even all the old goats in city hall were young once okay and that's the thing that gets me this is me talking not manny you guys in city hall acting like you're so outraged by this i can't even get the words out you probably we're partying like crazy, drinking, smoking reefer, hanging out at the rocks, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And now you act. I guess that's just life, Manny. You know what I mean? You get old, you exchange uh, roles, you follow me. And that's just the reality. Even some of these drag racers that you write about in 20 years, they'll be like, well, you know, it was different in our day. Oh, we were yeah, safer. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know that. Yeah, laugh. For sure. Right. <laughs> for well, sure. Yeah, different. But, you know, uh, I mean, look, at. Like, I'm not sure if you can see this, but uh, let's see if you get it in there. You can't really tell, but this kid right here is wearing the the front page of the paper on his back. Oh yeah, um, 
So, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, honestly, this is a demographic that probably never bought a paid, you know, a Sun-Times paper in their life or, or newspaper in general. So, I mean, it definitely connected the paper to an audience that it never really communicates with. Um, so I think just that alone is, is a win for the, for the paper. I agree. I remember way back in the day, this is, I think you weren't even, I don't even know if you were born yet. Uh, the Sun-Times had a promotion where they give away these black cats uh, and they were, Really, I mean, I love baseball caps, as you know, Manny. And I like these were cool hats. I had yeah. it in one, you know. And uh, but then it was like gangbangers are wearing them, and the poor bright. This is nobody at the Sometimes is there from back day. I'm probably the only one who remembers this. And so the, the people that run the Sometimes, like, what do we do? <laughs> On one hand, they're really popular, you know. Uh, I'm going to read you the lead from the story that. Uh, the first story, I guess, Spin City. I guess that's the first story. Uh, that's the yeah. one that the gentleman had on the back of his shirt. Yep. Um, this is Manny's lead. The Dodge Charger revved its V8 Hemi engine, the deep rumble echoing in the parking lot of Ford City Mall as smoke poured from the back tires. Man, that's 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 good writing in my humble opinion. Uh, Ford City Mall. Uh, wow, they got to Ford City Mall. Talk about that, the scene at Ford City Mall. Go ahead, Manny. It's honestly, it's ripe for what they do. It's a, it's a smooth pavement. It's a big parking lot where they can just spread out. There's no poles. There's no bumps or anything like that. Like it's just the perfect scene for them. Um, and honestly, it's a, it's a, it's a spot where nine out of ten times it's going to go uninterrupted by police. Um, and if it does get interrupted by police, they just scatter out throughout the city for a couple other takeovers, and then they end up back at Fort City by the end of the night. So. Uh, Ford City really is the the prime destination for these guys there. And uh, did the cops uh, uncover this scene as well? Is it like every night the police discover them? Is there ever a moment where they just do have their get off without any police intervention? The police is always are, are always intervening, and it's the cops know where these guys are doing this. That's that's the thing I think it's it's most telling is that, and, and I didn't get to put this in the story for, for a number of reasons, but um, these, these locations, again, I'm just a reporter from the Sun-Times and I was able to sort of find out where these spots are happening, how it's going down and everything like that in a matter of a, a few weeks, right? Like if this is such an, uh, an issue that has aldermen or alder, alder, alder people and, and uh, police upset about um these are re renewing sites every time it's always Fort city it's always another place uh, on the southwest side by uh near chinatown um that it's just constantly happening so again it it, it it's known it's a it's a well-known secret i guess you could say yeah no and the other thing i forget which i don't think it was your article maybe tom shoopers i forget which article it was it made this police seem like they're perplexed you know it's like there's this underground computer network and the police can't crack it. I'm like, I, there's, come on. <laughs> I cracked it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of young policemen who grew up on computers. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, 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 it's funny, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I wrote about that, I think, in the first two stories. Um, and then Shuba popped off on this, on the Sunday story. But yeah, it, it's, I, it's it's a well-known secret. I mean, that's all I, I can say about it. Everyone knows about it. Everyone knows that it's happening and where it's happening. But at the same token, right, like, are, are police going to, you know, it's already an understaffing situation with police. Are they going to, you know, pull officers from 
be patrols to to break these things up um or are they going to keep them in the streets where you know you know violent things might be taking place right so it, it it does take a lot of resources to to chase these guys to try to get them pulled over um but is that worth uh you know pulling them from other things that the, the police can do and I, I you know i can't talk about that i, I wouldn't know yeah well what do you think uh, what's your sense of where uh uh this is going where this is heading i mean it's uh, now, like a regular coverage, and not just the Sun Times, but BEZ and Tribune, and just the the TV stations on like a Monday or Tuesday, sort of wrapping up uh, where the drag racing was and the rest and the confrontations. Uh, I suppose some of this will disappear when it gets really cold and icy and you know snowy in winter. Uh, so it it may. Yeah, just I mean, I, I, go I, ahead. I, I I will say like a lot. Of, I I feel. I feel bad in a lot of ways because I feel like my my coverage of this kind of, you know, was used as fodder from a lot of right wingers, right? When we talk about uh, Governor Bailey or, you know, gubernatorial nominee Bailey uh, using this uh, this past weekend as, as a reason to sort of crack down on crime in Chicago and things like that, as well as, you know, Ray Lopez also jumping on it as well. Uh, but, you know, I don't know what's next um you know i know these guys are going to lay low for at least the next month or so or maybe for the next week or two um just because of this past weekend but i i really don't know what can be done to stop it if i'm being honest when you talk about these license plates these, these guys aren't using um legitimate license plates and if they have license plates they're taking them off to do these things right um there's also the component of these cars being wrapped in different wrappings. So it, there's this process where like you can wrap a car in a certain color uh, that doesn't have to be painted. It's just like a big sticker that you put on the car and, and film. So one day it's gonna be lime green, the next day you take that film out and it's back to its original paint color of black, right? So you can get a car in, in, in photos and cameras and video, um, but that car is not gonna be the car you're looking at today as you were when in that video, if that makes sense. So how you crack down on this, I don't know. It's an issue that's facing the entire country. Um, you know, when you look at California, people have been shot at these events. People have been hit and, and severely injured. You know, it's also happening in Portland and in other major cities across the country. I, I don't know if there's a way to resolve it or, you know, how big of a problem this really is. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I can't really say that. I, all I know is that the fall is coming, the winter's coming, it's gonna cool down because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I'm now going to address Darren Bailey. This is me, not Manny. What utter hypocrisy, Darren Bailey. And Chris, who's uh, producing this show, knows he's from downstate. You think drag racing as a culture is only a Chicago thing? You don't think people all over the state of Illinois, young people are getting in their hot rod car? <laughs> you know, NASCAR is huge in the South in MAGA country. They fly Confederate flags, or they used to until they were banned. They fly MAGA. They boo Joe Biden. <laughs> you know, say the note. This is terrible. It's happening in Chicago. By the way, we just talked about people coming to Chicago for this. People coming from MAGA country to come to Chicago. So I, the, the utter hypocrisy of Republican politicians. Manny, do not get me started. Okay, just it's like you can't even. You can't even have an honest discussion about anything. They turn it into a, we hate Chicago. 
that hellhole of a city. And meanwhile, MAGA guys, have you ever seen that Rebel Without a Cause, ladies and gentlemen, a movie from the 50s? It wasn't in Chicago. It was some rural town. I don't know where it was, California or something. Jimmy D, Jim Dean, James Dean, excuse me. You know, he was a drag racer in that movie. So, Manny, I know, yeah, you did a great job in my humble opinion. One old newspaper guy. I'm giving you and Ashley a major shout out, two thumbs up, sometimes give them a raise. This was great reporting. Uh, and, um, you know, you put your neck on the line, you went to places that it's not like where your press pass gets you in, you know what I'm it saying? Don't mean shit out there. I'm sorry for my language. You know, that the press pass don't mean anything in, yeah. in that area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me, drag racer. I am not making I'm up to my press pass. <laughs> Man, get that press pass. <laughs> so, um, but I did. I, I have to. I have to look at your story that you did. I, I tried looking for it online. I can't find it. But because, like, like I like we mentioned offline, you know, my 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 uncles and, and my mom used to be really big into the the to the race scene, um, you know, in the eighties and nineties. And I really want to see your story to see if maybe you spoke with any of them because that would be fantastic. Well, I, I didn't use names like you oh, know you what I mean, like okay. Kelly Bob. Yeah. Same, or you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I did yeah, the same yeah. thing you did. I mean, nothing's changed. It's not like, <laughs> oh, my name is Henry, and I live right, it. Right, yeah. Uh, you know how the sun, like newspapers, like, how old are you? Which is always like a weird question that they make you ask. <laughs> how old are you? But that's like some people are offended. I don't even. Anyway, uh, so we just did first names and stuff. The reason you can't find it, and this is just the indication of how old I am, is that uh, it came out in the 80s and the era before the, the reader started digitizing its stories. Okay. So there's like a whole bunch of stories I wrote that are just lost, <laughs> uh, except in my mind, which they exist. And also, I have a hard copy. So I'll track down a hard copy of it that I have. Look, it's almost 40 years old, Manny. Uh, and a shout out Jorge Casusa, my dear friend, uh, and I, we had a lot of fun. We did it like at least two Friday nights, I want to say. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, I wouldn't be surprised if some of, because uh, they were young, mostly Hispanic, mostly Puerto Rican. I'm just going to yeah. put that out there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this was on the Northwest side when areas that have since gentrified, believe it or not, Chicago were mostly Puerto Rican. I know it's hard for a lot of people to understand. Um, so I don't know, you know, stuff. What did they always say, Manny? The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. So <laughs> kids wanting to drive fast in cars. Wow. You know, it's not a new thing. Thought it. Yeah. Yeah. Thought it. All right. Before I let you go, I'm going to let you duck out on this one. I didn't realize this until we, right before we did the show. By the way, let's give a studio audience a, a round of applause. Manny Ramos is playing in pain right now. He came on, did the show. Uh, he's got a cold. So I give a lot of love to you, Manny, for doing this uh, and fighting off the cold and everything. But uh, I did not realize this. Uh, Manny Ramos is a huge basketball fan. Everybody knows Ben Jarowski loves basketball. Loves, I love my beloved Chicago Bulls. Uh, today, a huge trade in the NBA. Uh, Utah Jazz sent Donovan Mitchell, one of the great two guards, a truly sensational player, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he's basically, they got Laurie Markin. I mean, the Cavaliers, two-way winners on this one. Not only did they get Donovan yeah. Mitchell, he got rid of Laurie Markin. Uh, Kobe Altman, GM of the Cavaliers, brilliant move. I think it makes the Cavaliers an instant contender for the East uh, title. Uh, I absolutely do. That they got four players who are 
just stellar players uh, with Donovan. You got Jared Allen, Darius Garland, um, Spida, Evan Mobley. Like it's yep. going to be a squad for sure. They got probably one of the top three teams in the East at the moment, which is that trade alone. Yes. I would say in that between that and Kevin Durant announcing he's going back to Brooklyn has totally upended everything in the East. The, the Nets, uh, the Cavs, and you got to oh Giannis. As long as Giannis is in Milwaukee, you got to put Milwaukee. Those are the big three, in my humble opinion. What's yeah. your thought? And it always seems though like the Heat can somehow creep in every year, and you're just wondering like how did the Heat do this again? But they always manage to to, to be in there at the end. Well, they got a, I mean, a legitimate superstar in Jimmy Butler, and yeah. uh, no doubt about it. So he's always going to get in there. And then don't you can't forget Boston. So my poor beloved Bulls, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got another, uh, I guess, uh, show and tell here. Um, this is my uh, Donovan Mitchell card. I collect, ba- I collect baseball and basketball cards too. So definitely a huge Mitchell fan. Have been for a long time. Um, but it, it's going to be. Really interesting to see what he does out there at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, you you stunned me there when you told me I saw the card. Uh, so you're legit, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's from New York City, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he went, uh, I forget where he went to college, but he ended up in Utah in the draft, which is like, ah, Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and it didn't work out there. Um, that team underachieved. He got injured a lot. And so I think actually coming east is better for Donovan Mitchell, in my yeah. humble opinion, Manny. I would love for him to have come to Chicago, but I'm not the general manager. So um, <laughs> so you think it's a good deal for Cleveland, obviously? I think so, yeah. I think it's a, it's a great position for them, and I think that they're going to go far in the playoffs, so long as, as, as he's healthy, of course. Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, Manny, outstanding job. Anybody can uh, read these stories. They're online, Chicago Sun-Times. Great job, great uh, pictures from Ashley uh, Resin, as we said already. Uh, and, of course, this story is a political issue. It's not going anywhere. I'm sure we're going to be reading about city council hearings. Uh, are you officially uh, off the beat in terms of going to the races themselves, or are you going to continue to go? Uh Right now, I'm taking a break uh, just because uh, I'm letting the situation cool and then trying to, you know, smooth things over with some of my sources. Um, but uh, yeah, at, at the moment, I'm taking a little break from it. Uh, and uh, obviously, I'll be reporting it. But as far as like on the ground stories like I've been doing um, for the moment, I'm probably just going to stay off of it just just for my safety as well as the safety of Ashley. But um, it's definitely still our story. And we're still pushing to, to do some things out there, especially now because uh, Transport. I'm, I'm now the transportation reporter for the Sun Times, and I feel like this is a transportation story that that uh, is, you know, it's more so a transportation than, than crime story, but a little bit of both. I should have known that, and I did not know that. So congratulations <laughs> on getting that gig, uh, transportation uh, reporter for the Sun Times. All right, Manny Ramos, and you're a dear friend of the Ben Jarofsky Show. Welcome back anytime. Appreciate you coming on. All right. Thanks for having me on again. Appreciate it. You take care. All right, that's Manny Ramos. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. <laughs>